You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, rah, 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 that's me, Alicia, who Carly just introduced. This is episode 364 of Bride Chilla, a wedding planning podcast that also talks about lots of other stuff that hopefully is helpful in your life at whatever juncture you may be at. I'm an Aussie who lives in London, broadcasting to the world with lots of opinions, not always necessarily good or useful, but hopefully it's mildly entertaining and distracting from whatever stresses you may have going on in your life right now. I love these episodes. It's Q&A Monday or whenever you're listening to this, insert day here. And it is where I answer your wedding planning questions and we just shoot the shit about stuff that you're concerned about, quandaries, thoughts, etc. I just said etc, which is incorrect, etc. If you have a question that you would like me to consider answering or answering really, all you need to do is visit my website, which is thebridechiller.com and go to the contact page. There's a link there that will help you deliver that message to me or you can simply record a voice message on your mobile telephone device or cassette player if you're still using them. I don't know how you're going to get that to me. Good luck and email it to me again. Email is on the website. It's just alicia at com if you've got your pen and paper ready. That sounded unnecessarily aggressive. Apologies. I wanted to say a very special thank you to those chillers. I must say if you're new to this podcast, We refer to ourselves as chillers. I didn't come up with this. People just started to do it in the Facebook group, and I thought that's a pretty good idea, and it totally stuck. So I wanted to say some very special thank yous to lovely chillers who have left iTunes reviews recently. Uh, Jazzy2822 says, Ever since a friend recommended this podcast, I have legit felt so less alone in this planning business. I also went from wanting a huge wedding to deciding, screw it. I like it. See, I like to add a little bit of personality. She's got personality. There's no doubt about it. But I like to add a little bit of personality to my read, like I'm in an amateur theatre company. So I said, screw it. I can have the wedding I want, not my parents, for me and my fiancé. I love this podcast so much that I could cry, but I won't. Don't worry. Oh, I love that. Also, a big thank you to TurboCalm27. God, I love the iTunes names. I wonder when people create the names, maybe, you know, 10 years ago when they first got the iTunes account, and they'd be thinking, no one will ever read this out on a podcast with my silly name. Not necessarily silly, no judgment, but you know. She says, or he, TurboCalm could be a man. I don't know. If you're planning a wedding or helping someone you love planning a wedding, this is the podcast that you need. No nonsense or selling you in crap you don't need or isn't meaningful to you, just what you need. True that. Thank you so much for taking the time to spread the word. I know that reading positive comments on anything, and that means reviews for my books or just someone saying something nice via the Facebook or the Instagrams, It helps get the message out, and I'm grateful, so grateful. So thank you. I also wanted to share very quickly before we move into your questions some feedback on last week's episode. It was episode 363. If you haven't listened to this episode, I would highly recommend it. I mean, I recommend all of my episodes. No shit, Sherlock. But this one featured uh, lovely dietitian Laura Jean, and she was talking about how we 
think about food and our attitude towards food and eating and our body image. And I think this was relevant for all of us. Whether you're planning a wedding or not, Laura had so many great points about how we view um, ourselves and the way we talk to ourselves internally, our internal dialogue, but also viewing food as good or bad, which is really just such a broken way to think about the thing that we put in our mouths to nourish and feed our bodies. So I hope if you haven't listened to it already, that you go back and spend some time, especially if you are challenged or you're struggling with your body, how you're feeling about your body, or that, as I said, that voice. I spoke a lot about how my voice, I think I'm a fairly positive, optimistic person, but sometimes you can look at yourself in the mirror and you hear yourself saying things. You're like, fuck, I would never say that to someone that I loved or liked or had nice, positive feelings towards. Why the fuck would I say that to myself? Anywho, Laura Jean had some really good things to say and we got some great comments in the Facebook group from fellow bride chillers. One in particular I just wanted to share with you quickly from Kat. She said, I really love this episode. Thank you for constantly bringing it. And she did the fire emoji, which made me really happy. It's so refreshing. I actually was listening to another wedding podcast that's new. She says, don't judge. I have about 15 hours a week of commuting to fill. No judgment. I support you going out and listening to all the podcasts you can. Uh, And then she says, And a woman made a throwaway comment when talking about her own wedding dress shopping experience and said, But of course, I'm going to lose weight for my wedding anyway. And I was shocked how instantly triggered I was. You have spoilt me not having to listen to bullshit like that. And I think, Kat, as we've all discussed and we talk about in the Facebook group and we talk about, I talk about on the show, it's about really changing our perspective and also those around us as well. And I'm sure that lovely lady podcaster who was talking about wedding dress shopping has heard that over and over again and it's been fed to us. And, you know, I don't judge her for using that terminology. I'm sure if you listen back to the last fucking 360 episodes of this show, I've probably made plenty of foot-in-mouth blunders. But it's just nice that I think we're all trying to change our approach and be a lot more body positive and just people positive in general and making those changes, hopefully moving into the mainstream where we don't have dress shop people asking if we're planning to lose weight or are we happy with our bodies and all this stuff that just makes us feel shit when we should be going in there and going, I feel fabulous, I look fabulous, I'm going to embrace this, rather than going, oh, I feel inadequate, I need spanks, blah, just blah, 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 that noise. Should we move on to questions? Yes, rhetorical answer. Here we go. Hi, Alicia. So I just had an idea for an episode. Um, It's something that I thought could kind of really help all us bride chillas out with our future and current groom chillas. So I noticed um, myself and also a lot of people who were posting were talking about how their groom chillas were saying that something is so expensive and why did they have to spend so much money on that? And I feel like it's something that is pretty common that grooms don't realize expenses of weddings or they just don't even know anything about weddings when they first get engaged. And then once the planning starts, they're just, I just, I feel like they're one of the people who put up so many roadblocks sometimes. So I feel like an idea for an episode that'd be awesome is an episode where it's for groom chilla to listen to, or also even the couple together to just really get kind of like an introduction to weddings and maybe advice on how to like work together to achieve the wedding that we both want or something is just like when a groom is really overwhelmed and he's like why do you need to spend so much money on this like just kind of like 
something that we can play for them so that they can listen to and understand why these things might be important to us or like how to empathize or just about generally how much things in the wedding industry tend to cost, like just averages of like, yes, this sounds expensive, but it's really not because this is kind of what everyone really tends to spend. Um, so I thought something just like that, those aren't, you know, what it has to be about, but just something that we could listen to with our groom chillas of like, I understand where you're coming from, that this is stressful and this is a lot of money, but here's like, listen to Alicia talk about weddings and like what they're about and how we can work together to achieve the wedding that we want. So, okay. Thanks so much for the podcast. It's awesome. And the groom chilla community is amazing. It's so helpful to read everyone's questions and people's feedback. So uh, you're the best. Well, thank you, Bride Chiller Stephanie, for that lovely message. And I think it's a fantastic idea. And perhaps this is something I can work on in the very near future uh, as a bonus episode that we can really direct our partners. And of course, I'm sure Stephanie was talking specifically about her groom chiller, but we want to really embrace our same sex couple friends as well. So uh, this could just be for the partner that doesn't necessarily get it or isn't as interested or necessarily as invested in the early stages with the information. I'm not saying they're not invested in the partnership or the wedding, but sometimes one partner is naturally more interested for whatever reason in all of the details and maybe has done some pre-research, some interesting perhaps, and the other partner has that wake-up call of going, what the fuck's going on? This costs a lot of money. I had no idea about this. I'm completely ill-informed. So I do think this is a cracking idea. I will work on it and uh, I will come to the community for some Suggestions, thoughts, comments, and we will put this together and include it as a bonus episode very soon. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I love these responses. We're getting lots of really good suggestions in the community for possible topics. And also, if you hear someone on another podcast and a guest or you listen to another podcast that you think would be great to share, perhaps a crossover episode or a guest that you're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to hear their perspective on Bride Chiller then message me and let me know because I love being able to share information and be able to bring new people to our world and it's exciting. I love crossover episodes. I love your suggestions. I love you all. I have an anonymous email uh, that I received from a bride chiller recently and I wanted to share it because I feel like this is a scenario that a lot of people have dealt with and I specifically have had a hands-on experience in this. And uh, this bride chiller has said that a close friend of hers has recently, who was engaged, has recently broken up with her fiancé. And she's devastated, understandably. But this bride chiller has said that she was wondering if I had any ideas of how she can help her through this really, quote, shitty, fucked-up time. And I have been in this situation, if you've listened to, uh, well, early episodes of this podcast, you would probably know my backstory of being previously engaged. I don't know why I said that like I was on a game show. I've been previously engaged. I was in a 10-year relationship, nine years, 10 years, and uh, we cancelled our wedding five weeks before we were supposed to be getting married, which is sort of ironic because that breakup I mean, it, which fucking sucked, by the way, at the time. Now, 
doesn't feel as bad. But at the time, things feel awful, obviously. But that happened. And then I wrote a stand-up comedy act, my first stand-up comedy act about it. I entered a competition a national stand-up comedy competition in Australia, just to really let it go. I've always wanted to do stand-up, but I didn't really have the material. And it wasn't a vindictive, bitter, awful stand-up comedy act. It was more just about unplanning a wedding. And of course, ironically now, this is nearly, what, 15 years later, makes me sound old, I have made a whole career about talking about weddings. Not something I thought would happen. I've done a lot in between. I'm a TV producer by day. I'm not doing my resume. This has a point. But I had a number of friends getting married right around the time that this breakup happened. And one of them even got married at exactly the same wedding venue that I was due to get married one month before. And I have to say, I had wonderful, supportive family and friends. And this is not something that you can get over in a very quick swift way. And it took me years to get over it, to be honest, really, to actually clear it and to to move on and be able to then meet Rich, my lovely husband, and have lots of fucking bad one night stands and have sex with a flatmate, which don't do that. If you're living in a share house, don't have sex with one of the other share house people because it's trouble. They're not going to get into a relationship with you. Get a life, Alicia. Anyway, that's another podcast. However, at that time in my life, I didn't really want to hear you're going to meet someone else because, fuck, I didn't want to think about meeting someone else. I was one month away from getting married. I wasn't thinking about meeting a new boyfriend. I just wanted people to understand that I was in pain and I was hurting. But for me, I wasn't not wanting other people to be happy. And I'm sure um, this lovely bride, Chilla, and her friend are in the same situation. You just need to support that friend and be there for them. But also, in turn, you can't shut down your happiness and this moment of of joy and, and celebration that you have for your love in your life. I really encourage you to be able to talk to her about how she's feeling and don't feel like you can't talk about your happiness either. I think there's this weird thing that people think, oh, I shouldn't say that I'm happy and I'm excited about getting married or I shouldn't say I'm really anticipating this amazing experience because she's going to be worried. I'm not saying shove it down her throat, but I also think you don't want to be treated like some delicate you know, person that's having a breakdown because it's not going to help you as well. You want to normalize and move on and support them. And it's like when someone dies, I think we are really attuned to going, don't mention the dead person, don't mention anything, you don't want to kick it off. When actually, I know when my grandmother died, my poppy talked about her like she was still there and he wasn't deluded. He just wanted to celebrate and enjoy those memories we had of her. And I thought it was a really healthy thing to do, not to feel like you can't talk about someone. And in the same way, I'm not saying that you need to sit for hours talking about the minutiae of her breakdown of her relationship, but also support her if she wants to talk about it. It's really hard. You know your friend. You need to trust your instincts. But the greatest thing you can do is to be a loving, supportive friend and just be there for her, but also encourage her to hook up with someone at your wedding. No, I mean, I say no, but gee, it knocks the cobwebs out if you can just get that shag out of the way. Gosh, that's terrible advice. (laughs) See, this is why I host the Q&A, but I have a disclaimer at the front of the show saying, "Mm, I don't know if you need to listen to my advice because sometimes it sucks. But really, once you get that first, (sighs) don't say it again. Don't say it again. 
Also, that breathing was really creepy, and I apologise for anyone that was creeped out by it or turned on. I mean, I don't, I'm not cheesy. I'm not cheesy. Right, we have to go to a break. We as in I, as in me. More after this. My chiller friends, here's a not-so-fun fact about Alicia. Myself, talking in third person, I have been suffering from migraines since I was 16 years old, and they are part of my life. But my focus is on having a treatment plan that ensures that I can continue on with my everyday life and deal with the migraines when they happen. Now, it's a little easier to treat your migraine from the comfort of your own home thanks to Bride Chiller Partners Cove. For our US-based chillers, it starts with a consultation with a licensed physician. Then you get your prescription that they determine is best for you sent directly to your door. Everything is personalized from the consultation that your doctor creates and tailors your individual course of treatment to the personal aftercare. Now, Cove reaches out and connects with you to go through through your treatment and even if you are a newbie to migraines I'm sorry or you are old school like me it's just great to connect with a physician who is really focused on migraine care and solutions to your problem and with Cove a doctor who is licensed to practice medicine in the state you live in will be the one who prescribes your monthly medication and oversees your progress and of course all migraine medication prescribed by the doctors at Cove is FDA approved if you suffer from migraines the last thing you need is to have to wait for your doctor and I have been there girlfriends and boyfriends and it can really suck especially if you're going on a trip you've got something planned and you realize you are out of medication it can be really inconvenient especially if you are prone to random attacks as I am with Cove there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it and when you use my very special link you will get your first month of treatment absolutely free go to withcove.com slash bride chiller that is W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash bride chiller. That's withcove.com slash bride chiller. And get your migraines in order, my lovely friends. How many other podcasts encourage a friend who has recently broken up with her fiancé to fuck someone at your wedding? Mm, that was a bit crude. To make... Make sweet love at your wedding. That was very crude. Unnecessary, Alicia. Unnecessary. Now's the time for a plug. Now's the time. Fucking hell. Is this a good time to do a quickie plug? (laughs) After talking about quickies? The Bride Chiller Store, which is bridechillerstore.com, is where you will find all of my wares. We have three fucking fabulous books, if I do say so myself, because I wrote them and we made them and now we sell them. The Bride Chiller Survival, Field and Maid Chiller Manual. These are three very sexy, good hand feels. What does that mean? It means when you hold them, you're like, this is a quality book. (laughs) The content is also great. I want to thank everyone who has already purchased. We are completely independent. We are not attached to a publishing house or company. No penguin or random house in my house. We are Happy Days Media. That is Rich and I. And uh, we together created and published these books. And we had them printed and now we sell them. And lots of chillers and their family and friends have purchased them. And we have many five-star reviews. So if you are interested in learning more and also if you're close to your wedding date and you're like, oh, I've got to get my wedding day emergency kit together, then don't bother wasting your time. Just buy one of ours. We have the very special, very sexy... There's a lot of sex talk here. I don't know what's going on. Bride Chiller Oh Shit Kit, 
which is a very handy day of emergency kit that's filled with amazing helpful things that you can use after the wedding as well because you know how I feel about wedding waste. I fucking hate it. All right. There we go. Bridechillerstore.com. And uh, that's the end of my plug. Very professional as always. Here's another question. Hi, Alicia. My name is Michaela and I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. First off, I just want to start by saying how much I love your podcast. It is so great to have something to listen to during the workday where I can feel like I am still being productive and making progress in my wedding planning while not totally neglecting my day job. My God, if only my bosses could hear you, Michaela, saying that, that I'm helping you be more productive. But, you know, to be honest, I can sometimes not be as productive as I should be because my mind is on bride chiller when I'm at my day job. So that's really meta. Back to you, Michaela. Unfortunately, I've gotten myself into a bit of a pickle and I need your advice. I'm getting married on June 2nd of this year, so it is really coming up soon. Of course, I already ordered my dress as these things take time, but as this arrival comes closer and closer, it's due to arrive at the end of this month, so in like two weeks, I'm finding myself getting literally sick to my stomach, dreading its arrival. I'm not happy with my choice and honestly deeply regret my decision to purchase the dress. I remember leaving the store even that day feeling upset with myself because I let myself get pressured into making the purchase by one of the store associates. Of course, when I've taken this regret to my bridesmaids, my friends who were there calm me down saying, regardless of if you were pressured, you looked great in the dress, and they really feel that I would have stuck up for myself if I truly didn't like it. However, I know that people think I'm big and tough, but really I am a people pleaser, and I have just had such bad vibes since the evening I ordered the dress. I just felt so pressured and I just didn't feel very comfortable with my purchase even immediately. Unfortunately, I've disregarded these feelings until now that it's almost too late. The issue is that I already placed a non-refundable $1,600 deposit down on this gown. Not cheap. My parents are paying for most of the wedding and we've been struggling to keep the budget down. How do I handle telling my mother that not only would I like to say goodbye to that deposit money, but that I also want to spend more to get a different dress? Am I being an entitled, selfish unchilla by pushing to get another gown? If my mom refuses to pay, I will do the best to cover it with the money that my fiance and I are putting in. But either way, how do I find an affordable gown to purchase with such a little amount of time left? Or if I cannot find an alternative in time, do you have any strategies for getting the bad juju out of the dress and out of my head so I'm not obsessing over this negative dress shopping experience on what should be a very joy-filled day? Please, Alicia, help. Michaela, this is another question that's close to my heart, personal experience coming your way. Listen, firstly, there is no worry about this. We're going to help you. We're going to get it sorted. Stress be gone. Poof. That was a sound effect. Listen, I said listen twice. This is when I get excited. I say listen. Rich is always like, you've said listen 20 times. Listen, I've got something to say. Couple of thoughts, suggestions, comments. I think... Well, this is what I think. I feel like you are quite resolved in the fact you don't want this dress. But I also sort of feel like you should go back and try it on when it arrives. Because you never know that you've thought about this for so long. You never know when you put it back on. You might get magical, sparkly feelings. You may not. It might be that moment where you're like, fuck this shit. I don't want to wear this dress. It's not for me. So step one, my suggestion is hold your horses or at least pause slightly until you can go back, get your hands on the dress and try it on. 
step two, and I would start step two now, is to do some preliminary research. Allow yourself, as I did, again, quick story, just bringing it back to me, everyone. I decided to change my wedding dress three weeks before (laughs) lots of personal stories, three weeks before Rich and I got married because the dress that I purchased wasn't me. I just kept trying it on and it kept not being the dress that I imagined myself in, which I didn't really have any real idea what I wanted, but I knew it wasn't that. And I called my friend Julia and she said, I'll be there in 10. Literally, she was at my door and we went shopping and I purchased a new dress off the rack on that day. I was delighted and I donated the other dress because I'm a fucking hero. Feisty tonight. Stage two is I think you should go dress shopping again and I think you should go on your own. I don't think you should take a crew. I think you should make some appointments. Just turn up, try some other dresses on and see if there is something else that floats your boat. I say go alone because you know what you like. Maybe take a friend with you if you feel like they're going to give you honest advice. But if your crew has already sort of said, no, 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 you're going to be fine. Maybe this is something that you you do you, you take your time and just go and have this experience and see if another dress gives you the good vibes. I'm a great believer in trusting your gut. And I think if your gut is saying this dress is not for you, then I think you need to be mindful of the time, but also that there are plenty of dress manufacturers, boutiques, off-the-rack places, online opportunities where you can get a dress quite quickly. Which brings me to your current dress and also budgetary constraints, which I know it's hard because obviously you've made the commitment, as you said, $1,600 is a lot of money and you want to get that money back or at least try and recoup some of the money so you're not completely out of pocket. One suggestion I think is worth pursuing is you're probably not going to be able to convince the dress store to cancel it. As you said, it's a non-refundable deposit. So one thing you could do is go on stillwhite.com, who are a bride chiller favorite. They've also previously sponsored this show, Disclosure. But they sell, it's a, it's a, it's a big listing. It's a big place that you can list pre-owned dresses and new dresses to sell. So one thing you could do is if you've got an image that you can find off the interwebs and you've got the specifications, the sizing, all that sort of stuff, you could list this dress right now and see if you get any bites. Because if you're going to pick it up in two weeks' time, you could explain the situation. It's a change of mind and try and at least recoup that 1600 bucks. Also, obviously, you've got to pay for the rest of the dress you could find someone that's looking for that exact dress and you know just do a deal where you're only slightly out of pocket or not out of pocket at all. I got really excited about that then. Also, as another add-on, you might be able to find a dress, a second-hand, pre-loved, pre-owned, gorgeous dress on Still White as well. I don't think this is a dire situation. I know it's uneasy. I don't think you're being unchiller because I've been in exactly the same position. I know there's lots of people listening who probably absolutely, probably absolutely, that doesn't work, empathize with your feelings where we get not pressured, but we sort of have this messaging that you're like, you need to buy a dress two years before you get married. And then two years goes by and you're like, I don't know if that's the right decision. That's a long time ago. I can't even remember what I fucking did last week, let alone two years ago. So sometimes those decisions you might regret or say, I would at least have liked to have explored my options. Maybe I shouldn't have committed to this. I do think you should go back and try it on. But I also think 
if you've really got the vibes in your tum-tum that this is not right for you, then you should start proceedings to get rid of that dress and find a dress that suits you. Please keep us informed and up to date. I really want to know the conclusion to this issue and I support you. The chillers support you. Don't you worry. We're going to fix it up. Oh, and I forgot to mention that if you are looking for a buy and sell group, there are bloody hundreds of them on the interwebs, on the Facebooks. We have a bride chiller buy and sell, and I think you should definitely, if you want to sell it, just add it to our group as well. There might be a chiller listening who would fucking love your dress. So I think you should definitely explore those options too. Michaela, good luck to you. Creepy. Not you, me. Ooh. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself a lot today. Uh, I know what I was going to tell you. We have many Facebook groups. It's sort of expanding because people keep going, hey, would you like to make a group about this? And one suggestion that I thought was fabulous, and I have absolutely taken them up on their offer slash suggestion, is a parent chiller group. Now, this is different from mum chiller or mom chiller. Mum chiller, M-O-M the Americanized version. Sorry, Australians and Brits. Mum Chiller is in support of people who are considering having a beb, a wee ben, as they say in Scotland, uh, a baby, or just want to talk about fertility and vaginas. Probably not as much vag talk, but more about that part of your life. Parent Chiller is a support group for our parents when we are getting married. This suggestion came from Shannon, who said that she thinks it would be really good for parents to have a space where they can talk about what their kids are doing, support each other, and also inject a bit of chiller in their perspective, their their worlds. And I thought that was a really good idea, and I launched it. So it is Parent Chiller. You'll find it uh, if you search in Facebook, but also if you are in the Bride Chiller community main page, you'll see it listed there. Add your mum or dad and get them involved and hopefully we can instill a little bit of chiller in them and also they can talk to each other about all the shit that parents talk about and we don't have to listen to it. We also have a maid chiller group for bridesmaids and uh, and for the bridal party really but I would like to see more action in that as well. So if you have a bridesmaid that you would like to be a little bit more zen or just feel like they're participating in something then I recommend that group also. So many groups. So much to do. Speaking of, I just heard my own stomach rumble through the microphone. If you heard that, apologies, but I'm hungry and I'm about to go and eat my din-dins. So thank you so much for participating vis-a-vis listening to this podcast. And I really thank you so much for your support and encouragement. I love hearing from you all and I am grateful for your patronage. Until next week's episode of Bride Chiller, I wish you all a delightful and delicious happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 